Hello and welcome to Footnotes, the Cicerone podcast, a podcast to inspire you about outdoor travel and activities in the UK and across the world. I'm Hannah. And I'm Amy. And welcome to our latest episode. For this episode, we are joined by Ben Rawton from Contours Walking Holidays, who are a company that offers self-guided walking holidays in England, Scotland, Wales and Ireland, offering a range of routes, some of which use Cicerone guidebooks. While we are going to be talking mainly about using Contours for self-guided walking holidays, Contours also provides self-guided cycling and trail running holidays. You can find out more by visiting their website www.contours.co.uk. At Cicerone, we are big fans of setting off on your own adventure. Cicerone guidebooks contain everything that you need for a successful long-distance walk, and it's very liberating to do that. But for many reasons, you might prefer to use a self-guided walking holiday company like Contours. In this episode, we want to discuss why you'd go walking with a holiday company. Ben, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. To start off, could you first explain what a self-guided holiday is? Absolutely. A self-guided holiday is tailored around you, your dates, the destination you want to go to. Um, It's all your abilities as well whether you're happy walking longer walking days or shorter days and you're not walking with anybody else. I mean, you could walk with your partner, you could walk solo, your family, friends, bring your dog along as well if you want to. And you have that freedom because if you're with a guided group, you you have someone leading the party and you're with other people. And some people like that. Some people really enjoy having that and the sense of camaraderie amongst other people doing the same hike. But for a solo adventure, it's all about you. You have that freedom with the map and the guidebook that you've got in your hand. You're walking independently from inn to inn. You're discovering the trail at your own pace, really. You get to decide when you want to stop at a cafe, when you want to stop at the cafe, or if you want to pause for a picnic. The only thing really stopping you are the daylight hours and your abilities at the end of the day. It does seem like a self-guided holiday has all of the advantages of a solo independent adventure, but with that support from an organisation or a company. So with that in mind, what are those specific advantages? It sounds like you'd be unassisted on a solo or a self-guided holiday, but that's quite the opposite. With a company like Contours, you have included with our holidays an out-of-hours telephone service where you can always contact us here at Contours and speak to somebody, whether we're having our Sunday lunch or it's getting on a bit in the night. You've always got someone to speak to at Contours if you needed any assistance or advice about the walking day, the walking day ahead, if you had any questions of your accommodation. You've got that bit of assistance if you needed it. But at the end of the day, you have to have the confidence to go out and hike day-to-day into in B&B to B&B by yourself with the map and the guidebook in your hands. So some navigation skills are required. It does depend on which holiday you're going on. Like a national trail has slightly easier navigation because there's so, so good signposting on those walks, like the Hadrian's Wall Path, for example. And you not only got signposts on that, you've got the actual wall itself and the museums to use as landmarks whilst you're walking from village to village. But other walks, you do need to have that navigation skill, like using a compass, having that confidence as well. But being part of a, a bundled together service from Contours, I hope it helps. Brings a bit of confidence to people knowing that we can set off to the first night B&B, knowing everything is set out and organised in this manner where you know where you're walking to each day. You've got the directions in your hand to the next B&B. You know if there's going to be a pub 
if it's going to be doing evening meals or packed lunches. And of course, you've got the map and the guidebook in your hand. I always like to say that you've got the map and the guidebook because that's those are the main things you'll need to get from pub to pub and B&B to B&B, as well as our own little detailed tailor-made holiday pack, which we post out an email to you before the holiday starts. That's the key bit as well. It's almost like you're doing your your own trip. You're on your own and you're you're walking on your own and you can choose when to stop for lunch when it suits you. But it's almost like you've got a PA or someone who's just kind of gone away and, and organised the, the sort of more boring bits in the background. That's right. Nothing's ever... We don't pick our holidays off a shelf. There isn't like a shelf where we've got all the B&Bs pre-booked and we're just waiting for somebody to book a date for the 21st of August. Um, as soon as the holiday booking comes in, it's tailored around your date and we start booking the accommodations from the get-go once the holiday booking has come through. But it's not just the accommodations, it's also the luggage transfers because you, you don't want to be carrying your own bags. Some people love carrying their own luggage on their back. It helps to make the holiday feel a little bit more rewarding. But included as standard with our holidays are the luggage transfers. We just look forward to hearing from people what their idea of a walking holiday was going to be for them. And you can pick a holiday off our website. We've got loads of options. I think it's over 100 walks we do from the National Trails, Scotland's uh, Great Trails as well. And some of the more well-known ones, like the Cumbria Way, which isn't a national trail, but that's a really good one. It almost feels like a national trail when you walk in the Cumbria Way, the amount of signposting on it and the amount of people yeah, who do the Cumbria Way as well. You walk into a and b and they're going, so are you doing the Cumbria Way? It's, it's brilliant. They've got loads of trails like that. And also some lesser known trails, which people might not have heard about, like the Mendip Way, Coleridge Way. You obviously do cover a, a huge range of routes is it possible to tell us which are the most popular ones or is that too difficult? Oh, yeah, I can share those, yes. No, the, <laughs> the national trails are um, some of the more popular trails, like the Hadrian's Wall Path. The West Highland Way is particularly very popular because of the seclusion you, you're going to be getting on that, something I can see being quite popular when the lockdown's lifted, wanting to escape these four walls and go into somewhere nice and Scottish Highlands. That's probably, what the, that's probably the best medicine you could probably go for at the moment. There's also some of the trails like the Coast to Coast, which isn't a, um, a national trail. Uh, that's always a popular route, always a popular challenge route for people from the UK or from all around the world, people know about the coast to coast. Some of the smaller walks as well have been quite popular, like our Cotswold Short Breaks, which take in parts of the Cotswold Way National Trail, but also heads off into lesser known and lesser talked about parts of the, the Cotswolds, which a lot of the hikers don't really get to visit because usually they're just on the Cotswold Way. Those are quite popular as well. And people come from all around the world to, to come and do these trails. And I always think it's quite surprising that people in the UK don't necessarily know how many trails there are and, and they haven't necessarily explored how much there is to offer in the UK. Perhaps for this summer, when going abroad might be a bit more difficult, the UK does actually have a lot to offer for walking and trekking, doesn't it? We are spoilt for choice. We are so spoilt for choice with the trails we have right on our doorstep or at the other side of the country. And being such a small island nation, we haven't got that far to travel to, to get to the trailhead of a walk that we've always been dreaming of whilst we've been in lockdown or dreaming of for several years. In fact, the only thing you really need to do is pick the right itinerary for you and um, which whichever dates work for you as well. I'm just so fortunate to be living in the UK to have all of these trails, even though you've got so many urban areas around, dotted around, you're always within 
a short distance of a national park here in the UK, which is very fortunate. We do have people ring up saying, so do you do any holidays that aren't in the UK? And I reply with, yes, we've got Ireland as well. And I don't want to forget about Ireland because those holidays we do, I think we do the Wicklow Way, which is near Dublin, and uh, two holidays in County Kerry, the Kerry Way, which is a similar route to the Ring of Kerry, um, famous road which goes around, and the Dingle Way. And those two are very different walks from how close together they are. One's more of a kind of well-known touristy bit of Ireland, and then hop across this little spit of water and you're on this peninsula which is a more traditional island i'm very passionate about the irish holidays as you could probably hear you've touched on it a bit already how you work with people to find a route that's suitable for them but what is that process like do people usually come to you with yes i want to do this specific route on these specific dates or is it sometimes more vague than that and they just want to do a long distance route that takes two weeks and then you work with them to find one So sometimes they'll pop onto our website and they'll have a look at itineraries we've got on there and they'll find something that inspires them and catches their interest. And they'll come to us and say, I'm really interested in this holiday, eight nights and seven walking days. And I'd love to go and book it for these dates. But sometimes we have people who are not quite sure where they want to go. They know they're happy walking about 10, 15 miles a day and they want to go walking for two weeks. But where's best for them? And usually that gap of 10 to 15 miles a day, just as an example, is the absolute most they'll be probably wanting to do. They don't want to go over their head and do something they're going to be regretting. They want to have the holiday tailored. So they're wanting to make sure they're not biting off more than they can chew, really. So we get those as inquiries as well. So we can try and find the right holiday for them and tailor it as best we can as well. But sometimes also they come to us and just say, yes, I'm, I'm looking for a holiday. Usually it's the first time they'll be going on a holiday like this. I was going to ask, actually, as you were talking, I was thinking, is it usually first time trackers that come to you at Contours? Yes. Usually we get some first time hikers and they're looking to build their confidence up with, with a trail. It's not as easy going straight out of your own home door and into the countryside. For some people, that's quite difficult. So they sometimes go to a holiday company like ours to build their confidence up, knowing the accommodations have been booked for them, knowing that there's luggage transfers between each of the B&Bs as well that they don't have to worry about, and also having something in their hands, a nice holiday pack which details every B&B and um, have that map and guidebook in there as well, making sure that they've got the best map and guidebook to use for the holiday that they're about to do. I wonder whether this summer, you know, with the complications that the pandemic has brought us, whether you'll see more more experienced trekkers use your services, because there's so many more things to be mindful of when booking a trip this summer. There might be accommodation that has to close last minute, or there, there might be all sorts of things that don't normally happen. I mean, the pandemic has caused some challenges to arranging these holidays first and foremost making sure the accommodations that we're booking have the right measures in place to look after their guests safely whether that has involved them closing down a certain number of rooms or making sure that breakfast time is staggered we want to relay that to the clients when they're booking the walks so we can tell them yes these accommodations they're looking forward to meeting you It might not be as much of a welcome as it was before the outbreak where they might come down and give you a handshake or a hug and give you some tea and a cake. It might be a bit of a less of a a warm greeting from a distance, but staying at the B&B is going to be safe because they've taken the, the appropriate measures. And of course, booking with a holiday company, should any of the accommodations we've booked come to us and say, sorry, we've got to close for that weekend, then we can always find the next best accommodation for uh, for that stop. 
and obviously keep the client updated to make sure that they're going to be walking to the right accommodation. That seems like such a big advantage because if you're out on the trail, when you're doing it on your own independently, you get called by the B&B and then suddenly you've got to personally start ringing around and finding somewhere else to go. And you're probably in an area of the country that you don't know particularly well. So you might not necessarily even know where to start. So the fact that there's a company who can do that for you at the moment. Yes. We're a small team here at Contos. There are only about 20 of us. But our colleagues who do the booking, they're all specialised in their own geographic parts of the UK. Like we have someone who specialises with Scotland, someone who specialises with the southeast of England and the southwest. And should that happen, it doesn't, it rarely happens where we have an accommodation contact us with such short notice and say, sorry, we've got to close. It's very rare. Even when we were doing holidays last year over the summer, it was quite a rare occasion where they'd contact us with such short notice to let us know that they're having to close. But if that does happen, we do have a lot of knowledge here at Contours, so my colleagues can find those next best accommodations without having to get the client to exhaust all of their options. If you were walking out there and something was changing with your itinerary, we'll let you know ASAP straight away. One thing that can happen with people booking their own trail is that accommodation providers want you to stay for two nights uh, as a minimum. As a company, do you have the strong relationships with the accommodation providers so that you can negotiate around that sometimes? That's that's one of the many brilliant things we've got here at Contours, where we're building up such lovely rapport with these B&Bs all across the UK. And sometimes we do encounter places where they've got two night minimum stay at weekends. Um, it, sometimes it doesn't work out for the itineraries that people are hiking, where they're only going from one B&B to the next B&B. One of the benefits we're contacting these accommodations pretty much every week, really, through the year, is that we do build up a lovely rapport with them. One of the things that's really hurt us is talking to the accommodations over the past few months where they've had to close and hear the stories about how they might not be reopening over the pandemic. It is quite uncommon to have stops, like an entire stop that is a two-night minimum because we've got a lovely team here at Contours that research all of our holidays and more than 100 holidays that we arrange and each of those holidays have different stops. They research the list of accommodations and give us as much information as possible saying if this accommodation does two night minimum at weekends or if this does this accommodation does two night minimums all the time for a stay and then there are a few accommodations as well who do accept one nights at busy weekends after building up a lovely relationship with them over the years the, the two night stays is always a bit of a tricky question because sometimes you can't really help it. You've got to respect if the accommodation wants a two night stay, you can't really force them to accept the one night stay. If it isn't possible for an accommodation provider to offer a one night stay, what do you suggest that people do? Do you suggest that they take a rest day or do you have a system with transfers where they'll walk the rest of that day and then you'll take them back and then move them on again in the morning? You've got that correct, actually. Yes. Sometimes if we know there's going to be a busy weekend, for example, there's a lot of B&Bs in Keswick, which prefer the two night stays at weekends, especially during the festival season, like the mountain festival or the jazz festival. Sometimes we go back to the client and say that's a potentially busy weekend and we can see how to can try and tailor their holiday a little bit further. So they arrive in these towns and villages during a little bit of a better time. But sometimes where we've got a stop after that walking day to that popular village, which is busy at a weekend, wanting two night stays minimum at weekends, then we sometimes include a taxi transfer back if we have to. So you do get to stay for the two nights. 
We rarely go back to the client and ask them to squeeze in an extra night. I don't think that's fair on the client for us to kind of go, well, you can stay in this village, but it's going to have to be an extra night. That rarely ever happens. But sometimes we do see clients looking at those busy periods before and thinking, I'd quite like to spend an extra night there. And uh, if we do go back and say, oh, that arrival in Keswick is during the Jazz Festival, sometimes would either say the availability is not looking good, we might have to look at different dates for your holiday, or they, they may decide themselves, I'd quite like an extra night and see if we can explore this jazz festival. And we include tax transfers as part of the holiday, so there's no extra cost involved if there does have to be a transfer back to a previous night B&B. That's prepaid and prearranged by Contours as a complimentary service. So there isn't going to be an extra bit on the invoice saying, oh, there's going to be a transfer on that day. We're going to have to bill you for that. Seeing as you brought up finances, is it always more expensive to use a, a walking holiday company? I know you're getting lots of advantages for that. Or can it potentially be cheaper to use a holiday company instead of booking it all yourself? It does have the benefits of saving you time arranging the holiday. As soon as you booked the holiday, you put down a deposit for the holiday and then we start securing the accommodations and arranging the luggage transfers for your dates. In terms of cost, it does have an added cost with us arranging the holiday for you as it, compared to if you were going to go out there and arrange it yourself. But we do have special rates with some B&Bs, special rates with some luggage couriers as well. But it's a complete solution, isn't it? So you might be paying a little bit extra, but you've got that peace of mind of just knowing that, you know, you've just got to turn up with your pack and walk to where you're told to walk and, and everything else will be taken care of. Peace of mind is the right word, in fact, yes. There is that little extra cost of us arranging the holiday for you, but there are ways you can potentially make the holiday cost a little bit cheaper, like we have group discounts, we have a loyalty discount scheme as well. If you're booking more than, I think it's your third holiday, your loyalty scheme starts. And also we have a refer a friend scheme as well. So you can get a little bit of extra money off your holiday if you've been referred to us from a friend or if you refer a friend to us. We do have something to just help bring the holiday cost down for you. We also give vouchers for completing feedback forms. If you've finished the holiday and you need to share your experiences of the accommodations, that always helps us. The one thing that I really wanted to ask you about is you offer dog-friendly holidays. It can be quite difficult to do a long-distance trek with a dog. So how do they work and how popular are they? For two dogs as well, because you accept two dogs on yours. So I've got two dogs and I know that there's loads of places where I can take one dog, but there aren't actually very many where I can take both of them. Yes, we love the dog-friendly holidays as well. But the unfortunate thing is we can't do dog-friendly holidays on every trail. That's part of our colleagues' research into all the different B&Bs and our walks, because not every accommodation likes to have the dog staying in the same room as you and those are the accommodations that we're looking for, for our dog-friendly accommodations, making sure that you and your dog could stay in the same room rather than staying in a kennel or in the garage or anywhere else. That's the part of the holiday that you want. You're going on holiday with your dog. Why can't the dog have a holiday as well? Yeah, they are quite popular. And we do have a list on our website of our dog-friendly holidays you can look at rather than having to scroll through the entire website to make sure there's the little dog paw print next to the holiday. I was having a look and it was just making my wanderlust even worse. Oh, <laughs> no. The dogs along the, the Arran coast instead of around Lancaster. I know. That's a lovely one to the Arran coast as well. No, that's a good dog-friendly one to go for, actually. 
I mean, you've got two dogs, lovely. One thing that obviously go through Contours holidays, one of the benefits is that we know which accommodations are happy with two dogs in one room. So that's a lot of time saved rather than contacting so many accommodations if you were doing it yourself for them to tell you, no, only only one dog per room, I'm afraid. Our exhaustive research that we've done to make sure that we know which accommodations are the dog-friendly ones. There is an extra supplement cost attached to our dog-friendly holidays, but that covers any costs that the accommodations set for having the dog in your room and also includes an extra piece of luggage for the dogs as well. So typically it's 120 kilogram bag per person included with our holidays with the dog charge. The dog gets an extra 20 kilogram bag and we can still tailor the holidays further if you were if, if you were thinking, well, that's a bit overkill. I think I can squeeze the dog's bed into my own bag allowance. Or if you were thinking one bag between the two dogs is more realistic rather than having one 20 kilogram bag per dog, you know, it's something we can tailor further when you book the holiday with us. And we can change the invoice uh, for you as well. I've got a question that I know some of our listeners will be desperate to ask. In terms of accommodation, do you have to stay in B&Bs and hotels or, or can you choose to camp and have your camping kit transferred so that you can just walk with a, a day sack, but you can camp on the stops instead of instead of living it up in a hotel? Now, that is another thing I'm quite passionate about the camping side of things because most of the long distance walks I've done have been wild camping and um, having my bag on my back and put pitching up a tent at the end of the day but with contours it's only B&Bs pubs and hotels we don't do luggage only it's luggage and accommodation we arrange or on some occasions just the accommodation if you're planning to carry your own bags but we don't do the camping side of things I'm afraid it is something we may be looking at in the future you never know but at the moment, it's just the accommodation side of things with the luggage transfers included. There are companies that do just luggage transfer, aren't they? Um, that's so right. if that's the sort of thing you're after, then, you know, there are providers for that. It is, yes. We've been perfectly fine recommending, if we can't do it, recommending what the other options are. But sometimes it's not as easy as that. I don't think there's a dedicated courier for the office dike path. I could be wrong. You never know. But there's different holidays out there where we arrange the luggage transfers with local taxi companies, which if you're doing it by yourself, can be quite costly and take a long time to arrange yourself, telling each taxi company, I'd like to have these bags moved from this B&B to the next B&B. So that's another one of the benefits with with Contours, doing the um, luggage transfers for routes, which are a bit lesser known, or trails which don't have a dedicated courier involved. We can always include those bags to be moved. I think that um, after the year or so that we've had, I think getting away to a really quiet walking trail and walking for a couple of weeks is going to be people's idea of paradise. And, you know, people who know Cicerone and who know Contours, listen to the podcast, they're probably already thinking that. But I think there's going to be a lot of new people who've got into walking for the first time. They've been walking on and off throughout the lockdowns, and then they're maybe looking to actually develop their walking and to do a proper walking trip so yeah, hopefully it'll be a it'll be a good summer for contours if you're able to run trips. We have started taking new holiday bookings with a start date of April onwards for this year. Obviously, we'll be keeping our clients updated if April is a no go. But we have started taking bookings for this year, and everyone needs to get back outside afterwards because I just always say it: hiking, running, and cycling is good for the mind and the body. Going for these walking holidays is just absolute bliss for the mind after spending so much time spent indoors we need to go on a holiday 
whether it's a self-guided holiday like this, to just get in tune with what's outside our four walls. It's been such a difficult time for all of us and we do deserve to get back out there. There's something so therapeutic, I think, about just getting up in the morning, having your breakfast, setting off on a walk, stopping for lunch and then walking a bit more and then having dinner and then sleeping really well because you've been walking all day and you don't have to worry about loads of those things that we've been all worrying about. I think there'll be a lot of people that will be really keen to get back out and and walking. I mean, they've spent all this time thinking about walking holidays I've arranged previously, the walking holidays I've been on, and it's just helping me just get through this. And for some people, they haven't had that opportunity. One of the things that we did a couple of years ago is at our style-free holidays or miles without styles. That was quite special for me, just having holidays available where you can book this holiday knowing there's not going to be many obstacles or any obstacles, really, like gates and styles. So those with disabilities or problems climbing over styles can go on a holiday like that. A self-guided walking holiday, some people have this image of just slogging through the Pennines, but if you've booked the right holiday in the right distances each day, it's something special. And it's not just getting from A to B, it's everything in between. It's the previous day, it's the next day, it's the people you meet along the way. Again, it's it's a self-guided holiday, but you do get to meet all sorts of people out there the b&b hosts you can get a great sense of camaraderie in the pubs and then you get to spend a good bit of time talking to people doing a similar walk to you you're actually lucky that you have done quite a lot of the contours holidays which ones have you done and and which one if you can choose which one was your favorite i had a good think about this before and i was thinking how many of them i think i've done about a quarter of the ones we've done over the years. And I've only just turned 30, so I think that's a pretty good number, but I'm going to try and get that number much, 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 much higher in the future. I've done the Coast to Coast. The Coast to Coast was just so good. I've got so many fond memories of that, and that's one where we camped and did bed and breakfast along. I absolutely recommend bed and breakfast the entire way. You need a good B&B at the end of those walking days. We try to do it in 12 days. I'd say if you're thinking about it, maybe think about more like 14, 15 days. I think we go up to 18 walking days for the coast to coast if you are really wanting to take it safely and just take your time and soak in the environment. But for 12 days, we had a bit of walking from Borrowdale to Patterdale in one day. And we got caught in the most horrific weather I've ever known, never mind in the Lake District, where the Lake District has this completely different climate to the rest of the UK. We had sideways rain and we're going up over, um, it was going up to Lining Crag and over Grinnop Edge into this big boggy bowl. I could not see hardly anything around me. All I could see was my feet sinking into the mud. And I was thinking, well, we're going to go all the way to this village. I can't see. So we ended up having to shell out for a hotel in, I think it was the Quaker Hotel in Grasmere, which is, so we'd hardly done about half of the walking distance. And then the next day made up the missing distance we didn't do the previous day all the way to Shaf, and that turned into a bit of a 20 plus mile slog around up to Kitsty Pike and along Horswater. That day's always got me in I like to use that as an, as an example when people are thinking, so what happens if I can't make it? And you just ring us up and we'll be able to recommend a lovely taxi company to come and pick you up and so you don't have to shell out for your own B&B and do what I did where you had to make up unnecessary distances. Again, that was a night where we camped and I was thinking, oh, why didn't we book hotels? Why didn't we book pubs? I share these stories with people ringing up, asking questions about these holidays. And um, if I've done them myself, I can help them pick the right itinerary. If they were a bit flexible and they were thinking, well, am I picking the right itinerary? What do you think, Ben? And I can tell, I can share with them 
well, if there's going to be horrible weather on that section, you might be regretting doing Borrowdale to Patterdale in one day. You might want to consider stopping off in Grasmere so you don't have to shell out 200 quid for a room at one of the hotels there because you've bitten off more than you can chew or you, you couldn't walk in the rain. And it's it's funny. I also look at a lot of the feedback forms that come through and I've had so many people that this was the best holiday I've been on. And I'm thinking these people would have probably gone on holidays to the south of France and to Spain or to the Caribbean. And I was thinking that's really got to be something where the best holiday they've had is a rainy day through the Lake District walking across the country that just says so much and it really makes me happy when I'm reading the feedback forms and they're telling me this has been one of the best holidays I've been on and I have been here and it's like wow that's quite something everybody has different experiences on their holidays everybody gets good weather everybody gets bad weather you can never really guess what is going to be um, happening along your holiday until you've gone on to it and the guidebooks just give you an extra that's that's why we include the guidebooks and we send them out before the holiday begins so you can brush up on what you can expect but it's never going to be exactly as you read you're always going to have your own story to tell and your own adventure along the way it sounds like you really build up a rapport with your customers and that's something that we can relate to i mean we we're very lucky that that people come and they they buy a book from us and they either they go with the company or they arrange it themselves and then they'll come back to us six months later and say that was a brilliant recommendation I loved it where should I go next and building up that rapport with the customers is just one of the best feelings I think knowing somebody's taken your suggestion your guidebook or, or your holiday and they have turned that into something an experience that they will remember forever and sometimes it's a life-changing experience finally quick question from me you do also offer cycling and trail running holidays I'm assuming that they function in very similar way as your walking holidays but is there anything different there that that might be of interest Yes, no, we were talking about walking holidays, haven't we, for so long. The running holidays and the cycling holidays, I don't want to forget about them at all. The cycling holidays and the running holidays work exactly the same way, where we arrange the accommodation and the luggage transfers and also bundle it together with the holiday pack and tailor it around your dates. Again, making sure you're looking at the different itineraries we've got on our website and we can tailor it if you don't find anything you'd quite fancy on the website, if you're looking for something a bit strenuous or a bit less demanding. For the cycling holidays, we make sure, that, again, that the accommodations are happy with the bikes being kept. We've got cycling storage as well. That's a massive benefit because not every B&B has that. Not every B&B has the facility to look after a bike whilst you're staying at the B&B. So that's something that helps us tailor the holiday a bit further for the cycling holidays. And again, for the running holidays... It's making sure we offer a diverse range of itineraries. We've got the nice, less strenuous ones where you're looking at maybe about 12 miles a day running if you're just getting into running holidays rather than just going for a run in the park where you're confident and you know where you're going. Starting on a running holiday, you're going to have to look at your map and the guidebook and the compass if needed and scrutinise the guidebook to make sure you're on the right path whilst you're running or we're tailoring holidays up to 40 miles a day for some people because they're happy running that distance since working at contours i've been sent out i think it's about four or five times to write up and check route notes for trails that we've 
devised here. We've got stuff in the Lake District. I've been to the Lake District so many times to check these route notes. That's what we do here at Contours. If you've got the confidence to go out and check the route notes, um, we sent some colleagues out to make sure everything's still correct. We haven't done it, obviously, in quite a long time because of the, um, the outbreak. But it's one of the benefits for working at Contours is that, that uh, Karen, our director, likes to make sure that her staff are well-tuned with the great outdoors. Again, something quite special to us. It's the, our 25-year anniversary this year. There could have been better ways to celebrate the anniversary because we would have had cake in the office. We would have dressed up the dogs. We would have gone out for a big company hike together and celebrate because we've been set up since 1996. When I first started working at Contours, I remember the director, Karen, she's got such a long history in hiking. And she originally, before she was doing the hiking, because we used to do guided holidays as a company. And I've been trying to imagine, well, could I could I lead a group? Or am I better off arranging them on as a self-guided basis? But she started with the guided holidays. And she used to be as part, um, I think she used to volunteer for Penrith Mountain Rescue before she started the company as well. So she's got a huge background in the great outdoors and she's shared a lot of that knowledge to us to help tailor these holidays as best we can. That's what we've been striving for since 1996, trying to be the best value self-guided holiday company in the UK and Ireland. It's over 100 holidays that we're, um, that we, we offer and I've probably said that so many times, I'm so sorry, but it's... Uh, just um, every day I'm looking at something new and I'm looking at a different holiday, which is brilliant. Ben, thank you so much for joining us uh, to talk all about contours and your walking holidays. I'm sure like a lot of our listeners, um, I am desperate to just get outside and go somewhere after that conversation. And I know that's how both of you feel. So fingers crossed we can do that sometime soon. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Hannah and Amy. Um, I'm just going to have to look forward to bumping into you in the uh, in the Lake District when I finally get to go out and have a walk there. Yeah, absolutely. Or I'll be on the Arran Coast. The so Arran Coast, yes. <laughs> <laughs> With your dogs. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Footnotes, the Cicerone podcast. Let us know what you think by leaving reviews on your podcast platform or emailing us live at cicerone.co.uk. We'd really love to hear from you. To keep up to date with the podcast, please follow or subscribe on your favourite podcast app or provider. You can also listen on the Cicerone website, www.cicerone.co.uk, where you can browse our full range of guidebooks, read our articles or sign up to our newsletter. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. So in the meantime, search for at Cicerone Press on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can also join our Facebook community group, Cicerone Connect, to connect with other outdoor enthusiasts. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you soon.